How we, uh-huh. That's that's all we're doing. How excited! The, the only thing that we are doing right now is checking the sound. Checking the sound. Nothing up. else is going on right now. Nothing. No yet. content is being recorded <laughs> at this time. Uh, spoilers. Now you've got the music ready. <laughs> the the new new season theme music ready. No. You have had all hiatus to come up with a new new piece of music. And only one day of that hiatus have I had even the inkling of an idea. Okay. Well, I guess we're just going to have to go with this then. In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Hi, it's been a long time. Yeah, yep, real, real long time. We... But we're excited. Yep. Uh, we've uh, been picked up for another season. Mm-hmm. The feedback from our dear listener has been absolutely wonderful. So mm-hmm. the producers have given us the go-ahead. We got a lot of testimonials. We did. A huge from, amount from, of testimonials. From one viewer. From, from one dear listener. listener. <laughs> um, yes. So, so thank you all for... Uh, giving us the the feedback that we needed to just push us back on track and ready to produce wonderful content once more. Mm -hmm. I think it would be fair enough to start by reflecting on last season's cliffhanger episode. Mm. So the last movie we watched was Unbreakable. Right. Which I liked, um, but I did confess that it was a little slow. Mm. Now, good listener Jeff made an interesting observation on our Facebook group, links on the show notes, saying, It's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I loved it. I actually thought the pacing was pretty effective. Like, it was very consciously not being an action movie, when it very much could have been, based on topic, and yet still stressing me out and setting what felt like a retro pacing that actually kind of makes me think of Hitchcock films I've seen recently, primarily Vertigo. And that that is a fair enough comment, and I did agree with him somewhat on the Facebook page. I am inclined to soften my immediate reaction, which is the reaction that is given immediately after we've watched the film. So I certainly get all tensed up getting ready to record and, and what have you. So actually sitting back and watching a film is sort of a, oh, everything's slowed down, so that may have had something to do with it. But I would be interested to hear what Jeff's thoughts would be after a fresh rewatch, um, because he did mention that it has been some time since he watched it, and so his reflections on the film are based on recollections from a, a long while ago. But I think he made some valid points. Speaking of Jeff, mm. <laughs> Uh, we did embarrass him somewhat last week uh, concerning a certain contribution to our 
what's on the shelf competition. He made a bit of a faux pas with suggesting <laughs> the unbearable lightness of being, and in his words, because he just liked saying that title. And then we teased him mercilessly because mm. of the content of said film, which he has confessed to not having ever watched either. But uh, I'd like to propose, uh, just for a short period of time, this isn't going to be a regular segment, but a new segment called Jeff Just Likes Saying That Title. So, dear listener, please, we ask for contributions for film titles that have that same wonderful, intriguing ring uh, as does The Unbearable Lightness of Being. So the first one is Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Right. I think that's a wonderful title. And a pretty good film too, and I don't think you've seen that. No, I have not. And the other one I don't think you've seen either, and that is the only Jim Carrey film that I have really, really got into. Um, possibly the other exception would be The Truman Show. Right, yes. Which I, isn't a really catchy title. No. You have seen I have that. seen The Truman Show. Have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No, I have not. An interesting film, and uh, yes, he shows that he does have some acting chops in that. So, mm. so uh, extremely loud and incredibly close, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and, of course, The Unbearable Lightness of Being are all under the category of Jeff just likes saying that title. Mm. So if you have any contributions to that list, please submit them. I'll start a thread on that page mm. and we'll have contributions running thick and fast for absolutely catchy titles that Jeff just likes saying. Let's move on. And of course, we've done things back to front again. I should explain what the podcast is about mm. because I still haven't determined whether the intro to the podcast does sufficiently explain mm. <laughs> what the podcast is about. We have numerous DVDs on our shelf, a big collection, a number of which uh, have been purchased on a whim or according to suggestions of others that I haven't actually seen and neither the DVDs themselves as a rewatch or at the cinema. I have not seen them at all. Mm. And so these DVDs are still sitting on the shelf, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps. And we're wading our way through that pile, both to reduce the fact that we ha mm. I haven't watched them and then make a decision as to whether they stay on the shelf. And tonight's title, which was selected last episode of last season, was... Film starring Matt Damon. Film starring Matt Damon. So we're going to watch the entire collection of Matt Damon films. Um, I did have a number of how many he has been in. Um, the number is lots. Right. Uh, including Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. He appears uncredited as one of the crowd at the large baseball field while James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner are looking at signs mm. and reading words. Ah, to he, work as an extra. Yes, he's an extra in that, apparently. So I'm going to have to watch that yet again. But it's one of my favourite films, so that 
is automatically uh, assumed that it is on the shelf. It is, and so you can't suggest that one. Mm. So we are watching oh, the collected. No, we are only going to watch one of Matt Damon's films, and tonight, mm. what is that going to be? Uh, that is The Rainmaker, which of course means that it's a Splatoon fan film, which is really surprising, especially that we have it on DVD, because Nintendo are notoriously um, quite protective of their intellectual property. Have we just done another flip? Yes. Yeah. You. <laughs> Great. Okay, we're, we're doing a complete role reversal over the entire uh, show. We're eventually, um, I w- will do none of the talking and Thomas will do all of it. Um, no, it's not, Thomas. No, it's no. not. It is, in fact, a film based on a John Grisham story. Mm. Um, it is, in fact, the sixth John Grisham story to be turned into a film from a total of nine Right. Okay. Um, yes. So it's from his sixth novel, which came out in 1995. And tell us a bit about it. Rudy Baylor, played by Matt Damon, is fresh out of law school, just past the bar exam, and begins his new career working for a lawyer being investigated by the FBI. Why, then, wouldn't his first case be a corruption claim against an all-powerful health insurance conglomerate accused of denying dying patients' rights? With only one ally, five-time bar exam flunky Deck Shiflet, played by Danny DeVito, Rudy sets out to fight big insurance bureaucracy. Are truth and a fighting spirit enough to win against an army of high-priced lawyers in matters of life, death and justice? And then the description does not answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we're going to have to watch the film then. Mm. Um, Now, this film was actually in a case that had two films in it. The case has been opened, but this film is unwatched and unloved. But not technically, still under wraps. So we're just going to sit back and watch that and catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. Don't do that. No, I'm doing it now. We ta- we had no. we had a meeting. You <laughs> your line and it's right there on the teleprompter. It says bye. Yeah, I've asked them to change that actually. Yeah, they, they yeah. Yeah, like like uh, I asked someone to write a a stunningly wonderful opening title um, at the end of last season and uh, I'm I'm sure that As far as I can recall, the only thing that happened was that you jokingly mentioned it a a day ago. (laughs) No, I mentioned it in the rap party. Oh, right, You you obviously had too much sarsaparilla that night. Oh, I I don't think I ended up going. I don't like parties. Parties parties aren't... Neither do I. Maybe I wasn't there either. Oh, so neither of us went to our own rap party. No. Oh, dear. Okay. Let's uh, try that again then. Uh, we'll pop the DVD in and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn side B. Mungle. <laughs> Bye.
I am feeling very, very anxious at the moment. And I don't know how much of that was already there going into that, but that was just (laughs) the slow simmer Mm -hmm. uh, that just kept on... Oh, they're gonna. And you knew that they were. This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. Gonna win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, just kept on getting kicked back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it was, in my opinion, very, very well done. Yes. Um, and look courtroom a procedural you know and mm-hmm. you know they're, they're a dime a dozen on television and they work very well as a television thing um and so as a movie they had uh, an a story a b story and a c story mm. running but but all of them were intertwined and worked very well together yeah. the acting was great the soundtrack was great and just the intensity of it was just had me on the edge of my seat all the way through it and it got me completely hating the guys that we needed to hate and and rooting for the yeah. the ones who needed to win and it was always 50-50 either way even though you knew look it has to ha- have a happy ending mm. which and- was Hollow. <laughs> Hollow. But but not. Yeah. Um, the, the ones who won weren't in it for the money. Apart from maybe Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> but even he softened and, um, yeah, he, he grew from the experience. Uh, what did you think? You... Oh, that, that, that was good. It that was, was good. Look, unless I've been living under a mushroom, which I do quite often, it seems to have slipped very much under the radar as a film. I mean, it was bought as a, a two-pack. I believe it did fairly well, and you know, a lot of that has got to do with the fact that it's a John Grisham film, but even those have very much died off. Um, I was reading an article today about... Uh, how suddenly making John Grisham uh, novels into films have stopped. Right. But I, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that it is done so very well in television mm. and it adapts itself well to television. And, um, oh, in fact, the, he was interviewed himself and he said, I'm going to have to learn how to write superhero books because that's all they make into movies <laughs> yeah the life of a lawyer is inherently episodic yeah so. yeah honestly if you can get your hands on this um watch it that mm. it, it's just such a a great cast and nothing over the top um and you know there are laughs in it there are tears in it there's intensity in it um great film Loved it. Yeah. Definitely staying on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I'll ever get round to watching School Ties again, which is the second film in the film starring Matt Damon, um, one of his first films, I actually watched on television and bought the set uh, 
of films starring Matt Damon, the two of them, uh, very cheaply uh, to watch School Ties again and have never got around to watching that again either. Yeah, as, as we all know, there are only two films starring Matt starring Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> Ignore that one that we covered last season. <laughs> yes, apart, apart from that one. Look, an, another couple of things... Because uh, do you have anything else you want to add about that film? No, I was just very satisfied it with it. Really, was a satisfying film. There, there was nothing that stuck out to me as as outlandish or um, not a reasonable pro- progression. Yep, yep. Have you have you run into Danny DeVito before? Occasionally. Oh, probably uh, Matilda. Yeah. Yeah. He was brilliant in it in that he wasn't pure Danny DeVito. Mm. Uh, which is which is strange. He was he was, he notched it right down. Um, oh, yeah, De- DeVito can play a real slime ball if he wants to. Yeah, and and has such a potty mouth and and that wasn't happening. It was just great. Just a few points. Okay, because we're about to go into uh, the next segment on what's on the shelf. I'm going to give our dear listener a a bit of help here. Okay, here's some hints. Okay, so this was the sixth John Grisham story to be turned into a film from a total of nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is the only one on the shelf. So... If you grab the list of all the movies ever released, you can strike out eight of those as not being on the shelf <laughs> automatically because we only have one of nine John Grisham films on the shelf. The other point, and here you can narrow it down even further, it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who has 36 directing credits, and this is the only one on the shelf. Right. Which everyone, I suspect, well, a lot of people are going, what? No Godfather? No, no Godfather. Um, Not a fan. So (laughs) he's also uh, produced 76, well, he's got 76 production credits, including uh, TV shows. He didn't produce this, but of all those 76 that he has produced, we only have one on the shelf, and I'm not telling you what it is. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, out of those 76, yes, one of them is is there. I think that segues straight into our next segment. Indeed. What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. Yeah. So that gives the opportunity of our dear listener to enter a guess as to what films may be on the library shelf of DVDs and movies and you get points for whether A, I've seen it, whether Thomas has seen it, whether it's on the shelf, and an extra bonus point if it's on the shelf in Blu-ray. And then there's multipliers. If the guess is slightly out of uh, left field or out of the box, out of the square, you'll get a, a bonus multiplier. And so here's your opportunity to get some points on the board. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We have a randomometer, mm, a randomizing and, random randomometer. And while you were rambling on there, I did give it a spin. 
And, and out of the 20 Hang on, no, Melinda, you can't give it a spin. We still need to have the spin sound effect. Here's, <laughs> here's a recording of when I spinned it earlier. Yes, yes. Uh before the uh, spinometer uh, legal committee, who observed to make sure that it was all done legally. And all spoke in a very dry tone in front of an audience. Brief tangent. I, I occasionally watch um, uh, group draws for sports that I have no actual interest in, and those can be very dry. Yes. <laughs> like the... Um, Rock climbing? The no, um, there aren't there aren't group draws for that. <laughs> Underwater um, basket weaving. No, um, who gets the shallow end? The Champions League over in Europe recently had a draw, and it it does go on a bit. The Champions. Uh, the League. Champions League for Association Football. Right, as they'd call it there, because yes. none of them are going to call it soccer. What's soccer? Association football. Good. <laughs> um, and very dry. A bun- bunch of drawing to be done because there's a bunch of algorithms involved in who can actually be in the same group as another based on filming days, not having clubs facing other clubs from the same country. Yep. Because that gets awkward. That gets awkward, yep. And so on. Anyway... We spun the, the, the spinometer yes. in front of a very dry auditing committee. Yes. And the result, out of the 21 films... ...is number 18. Number 18? Oh, cool. That's, um... That is, in fact, our dear listener. Oh, I'm glad our dear listener got selected this time round. Uh-huh. So... Uh, Helen suggests Rudy, which is is an interesting coincidence. It is an interesting coincidence, and I'm trying to remember why, because I haven't seen it. (laughs) Mm, It's an interesting coincidence, because uh, the the main character of The Rainmaker is called Rudy Baylor. Ah, of course. (laughs) I'm now looking at the screen as to uh, what he's referring to. Mm. Rudy, Rudy Baylor, yes. Rudy, Mm -hmm. yes. Rudy is a film... And, and I did look it up. Mm. So. And it did sound somewhat interesting. Mm. But I haven't seen it. So let's talk about Rudy, huh? Okay, you tell us about Rudy. So, some point in high school. Oh, hang on. I'm making, I was making an assumption here. You're, you're sort of on the right track. Sometime in high school, something happened. I can't remember what. Point is. I ended up in a design and engineering classroom with a bunch of people, I believe in my home group, just sort of sitting around doing nothing for a bit. And at the time, the teacher in charge of that classroom, which normally contained another home group, put on Rudy. And so I have watched some of Rudy. Right. I have not watched all of Rudy. I have watched maybe half an hour to 50 minutes of Rudy. The beginning? Yes, the beginning. Right, so not the middle section of... No. Okay. Well, I have not seen it. So, I don't know if I can be said to have actually seen Rudy. Okay. Well, 
if we're to use the ruling that I have used in those situations, there are some films that I class as still under wraps that fit into that category for me. Right. Where I've, I have started to watch it but have not finished it. Mm. There are some films where I have considered that to be not enough to justify me saying I have watched it. Mm. So it's still under wraps. So I think that's a zero. That is a zero, yes. Zero all round. A zero for our dear listener. And uh, our dear listener would have gotten um, probably a decent multiplier too. Mm. Yes. Unfortunately, to no effect. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yes, so a zero goes on to the leaderboard, which I would just like to point out is online. It is now, isn't it? It is. I have... Uh, got our work experience kid in to um, work on that this afternoon, learning HTML. The work experience kid was me. I created a blog because <laughs> it was the easiest way, which has two blog posts on it that will update dynamically. Mm. Because all they do is show some spreadsheet pages. Mm. and segments of spreadsheet pages which have all of the films that have been suggested mm-hmm. for what's on the shelf and the current leaderboard for that with a proviso. still yeah proviso uh, i think is the word um because there have been some extra points given throughout the podcasts some of which i think on exactly one occasion two no, points I think each there was another occasion okay um so i just need to uh, make sure so um yes but there is a leaderboard so the link to the two post blog it's still under wraps.blogspot.com but the link will be on the show notes Mm. helen your zero will be added to your score from recollection you're actually second on the list I've looked at the leaderboard. The the, the scores are, are, are quite a bit lower than I, I would have initially expected, even given how many zeros we give out. Look, I added them twice. Huh. <laughs> and made sure that the 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 line ups lined up. I added down right. and added across and then added a couple of other numbers and yeah. <laughs> So it's all good. Let's, for our own safety, uh, finish yeah. up. The cat um, is on something. <laughs> That's made him very excited. Oh, no, the cat's just thrown himself right through the television screen. Mm. Oh, dear. So next week we'll be watching whatever film is selected on a little portable DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still hook it up to the surround, mm. though. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's, there's not room in my room. <laughs> no. All right, so... Shake the phone and pick a film And then we'll watch the film next week. I've given the phone a little shake because mm-hmm. it's safer to do that. Right. And Thomas is uh-huh. giving it another little shake and... Okay. The 2015 film, 
Z for Zachariah. Do you know anything about this film? No. Okay. I have some fear and trepidation concerning this film because I read the book a number of times in my teenage years that the film is supposedly based on and I have my fears as to how closely it is actually based on the book that I have not fond memories because it's it's not it's a bit of a grim story Mm -hmm. um, but a well-written story but that's why it's on the shelf Thomas, could you tell our dear listener what the film is about? In the wake of a nuclear war, a young woman survives on her own, fearing she may actually be the last woman on Earth. Soon, she discovers a distraught scientist, nearly mad from radiation exposure, desperately searching for others, and they form a fragile, imperative bond of trust. But when a stranger enters the valley, their precarious bond begins to unravel excellent okay so that's next week we hope that uh, you can join us next week for that um, thanks for listening as mentioned before you can contribute to this podcast and thanks to those who energetically participated in some great discussion on the Facebook page mm-hmm. the, again the link is on the show notes and uh, as is a link to my movies, the software that keeps keeps the wheels turning. Keeps the wheels turning in the randomometer. <laughs> Assuming that the... <laughs> the shaker is shaking properly. Maybe you need to stop pre-shaking it. Oh, I, f- I feel I need to have a part in it, though. And on that note, we'll catch you next week. Bye. And I'm going to generate it ahead of time. Oh, is that cheating? I don't. I don't think it is. As long as no one finds out that you mm-hmm. just generated the random number ahead of time. <laughs> uh, are we ready? Sure. Sure. Uh.